0: Hello everybody and welcome to Stop Your People Need You. I am Luke Hall and with me, as always, is Danny Gray. Yo. Yo. <laughs> why wow. because
1: you keep saying that I, you know, I do the same thing every time. So I'm gonna mix it up and that yeah, yo is not a word that you would ever typically hear me use. So I won't um, put that one.
0: Great. Please don't. Ever again. <laughs> right, let's move on from that really quickly. So hello everybody. Um And thank you for joining us, as always. Um, Today's subject is a few simple words that created so much fear. (laughs) So we have a schedule. We've explained that a few times. The things that we want to talk about, but this one was not in the schedule because this is something that happens to to me personally uh, in between last week's episode and this week. It was. So I'm going to paint the picture for you, um, and we're then all going to Uh, carry on with that subject from there on in um i was in a conversation with some close family friends they run a successful um hair salon in the center of warwick in the uk and they through the new shutdown or actually previous to the 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 full uk shutdown they were in tier four had to shut their business completely so we were just we've got a group uh whatsapp chatting away, seeing how everyone's feeling, making sure we're all okay. And as part of that conversation, I placed my views on the new UK lockdown that started in January. Now, just to give you uh, a little bit more context, I'd like to think, uh, in the main, I've approached the pandemic uh, in the most optimistic way that I possibly can, Mm. trying to ensure that those around me see that but also for myself you know I, I've chosen to think a certain way I know that's not always easy for everybody but for me that is something that I've really stood by to ensure that I, 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 I can control my thoughts or manage my thoughts in a way that I need to right now for the for, for my family and for my business so that contact said uh, context said the new lockdown caught me not by surprise but caught me off guard in the way it made me feel So in this conversation, we were checking, going back to the WhatsApp conversation with uh, our friends. We were talking about how we're all feeling. uh, And Kylie, uh, our friend, had said, you know, I'm really struggling with it this time. You know, the last one, it was the sun was shining. It was a bit novel. They've got a two-year-old daughter, my God, daughter, that they got to spend all this time with that they never would have got. It was all reflecting on all the positives that they could take. And she suggested she was struggling. And because I was, I was struggling, I, I, I empathised and I, I went into a bit of a rant, not necessarily about politics or decisions made, just about how it was affecting me. And Kylie's response just completely and utterly floored me. And I'll tell you why, and I'll read it out to you, I've got it in front of me. So I've, I've just, I've had a bit of a moan <laughs> to them, okay? And her response was this. In one way, it's nice to hear that, Luke. Um, And it's nice to hear that it's not just me. But it's horrible also because you're such a positive person. Now, there was lots more to that message, not really relevant, but that's the bit that floored me. On one hand, Luke, it's great to hear that you, I'm not just the only one that's struggling with this. But i to be honest you the, what I read from that is I wasn't expecting that from you, and maybe I was hoping to get something back that would help me move forward a little bit, and it made me think, it made me reflect, and this is where I want to uh, you know gather your thoughts, Danny, and then for you listening, if you've got any thoughts on this that you want to share with us, um, and we can tell you how at the end, it was a wow that's something that I didn't realize they relied on me for. And it made me think about leadership and being a leader and a manager within an organization for all of you. It threw up a load of questions like, do I ever get a day off? You know, am I always on stage, so to speak? Am I always under the microscope? And is something as simple as potentially five lines in a WhatsApp message on my phone something as simple maybe as innocent i use the word innocent there can be so damaging and can create so much fear for other people that you you may have to undo it or it could 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 and i don't want to you know make this bigger than it is it could create irreparable damage and long-term damage that you wouldn't expect Danny, does that give you enough context for today?
1: It does, yeah, absolutely. And the, and the the scenario, the situation, if you like, immediately makes me think of a <clears throat> almost a three-part process. And that is, first of all, you know, people look to other human beings to get all kinds of different emotional and logical Um, engagement from them so you know I don't know if you've got somebody that you know that's really clever and really smart you might turn to them for some you know some some advice around you know something that's that's complicated Um, you might have somebody that's just really good at listening and so in turn you turn to them when you want to just have a good old moan, and so on and so forth so all of us as human beings I think have we see people in our lives in in different ways and we look to them for different things And interestingly, those things that they look to us for may not be what we realise, nor Mm. what we even want them to look to us for. In other words, you know, it's like, I don't want to be that person that you're looking for me to be. Um, And because of that, that means our behaviour, when it's not consistent with how the person sees us, they are unsettled by that. It, it, yeah. it kind of it disrupts their their pattern of of normality so if you were always mr doom and gloom you know and it's like oh, oh you know don't ask luke his opinion bloody yeah, hell he's always moaning about it then that comment would have been nothing unusual it would be well it's just luke i mean he always says that so people's expectations
0: would just be that that's what you do but what i find um, funny about that is if mr doom and gloom came in um and they acted really positive it wouldn't nerve someone
1: it would oh, be like, oh, what's the matter with you? You, <laughs> you swallowed the positivity pill or something. Um, and then, the, uh, so because of that, you know, we, we then have to be, my third point is we then have to then become consciously aware of yeah. the impact of our actions. Now, the, there's a point in here, and, and I suppose what you said there is, you know, do I want to be that person? You know, do I, do I want to be? Well, there's probably a certain element of it's who you are. You know, it's, it's, it's your personality, it's your, your preference. And I have, a, I have a really simple example that I relate to in this, and that is I used to work for like my boss. Yeah, I mean, like we're talking like 17, 18 years ago. But I worked for this chap who, I, I've always used this in quite a lot of training sessions, had the utmost of integrity. So he was one of those people okay. that just always did the right thing. You know, just somebody you could turn to and go, what's the right thing to do in this situation? And he would always do the right thing. He'd never, you know, sort of bend the rules or or change, you know, go against the grain. He would never drive one mile an hour over the speed limit in his car, for example, because that would be deemed to be breaking the law. And that absolutely wouldn't do. On one particular occasion, I can remember there was a there was a there was an opportunity, if you like, to save some money on a purchase um, that was a bit of a scam right so that's that that's as simple as that right and and sort of everybody in this sort of conversation was kind of all kind of getting on the bandwagon as people doing that situation kind of going oh know, yeah, I'll fancy a piece of that and that sort of stuff and he did the same thing and I remember at that moment in time I'm going oh yeah I'll have a piece of that thinking oh because he's the one person that shouldn't have done that he should have been the, the, yeah. the voice of reason saying hang on a second folks this isn't really the right thing to do. We shouldn't be doing this, but instead he jumped on that, that same, same wagon. And a few weeks went by and I, I felt the need to tackle him about it because he was my boss and I, and I had a really good relationship with him. And I just sat down and said, look, you know what? Remember the other day we was having this conversation and I recalled the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I said, I felt really let down. And he was like, why? And I was like, well, because of all the people I know that should have done the right thing, it's you. And his mm-hmm. response was, I never put myself on that pedestal. And I remember it really hit me hard. I was like, and I went, well, no, no, but, and he went, but what? And I was like, and, and it, uh, this whole thing then sort of ran, or ran in my head and has done for a long time since is that he had created that. And as a leader, he had a responsibility to recognize that he'd created that environment, but also, I believe, to live up to that. And if he wasn't going to do those things, then, as a leader, actually you had a responsibility to communicate that to those around him that looked to him for that reason. And I think the difference is, Luke, in your situation to this situation is that this is your circle of friends. These are your these these are not people you work with. These aren't people that that you have a responsibility to from a from a work perspective, but you do have a responsibility to them from a friend perspective. That's the commitment that you make as a friend to them. Of course. And so actually it's a similar thing, isn't it? You still, you, you play a part in that friendship
0: and, and this is the part that you play that you've kind of gone against, if you like. It is, it is. And I think it's important to also remember that it's a two way thing, you know, and kindly, mm. very kindly finish the message off with, we, you know, we all have each other. It's important that we have each other That's to right. talk to, we're here, you know, can't wait to see you when we can get together. You know, we're safe. Our families are healthy, you know, and yeah. that was nice to hear. Yeah. So in the comfort of that friendship, maybe I was relying on Kylie and it it's not necessarily what was happening there. I still feel comfortable and I know there may be that I, I appreciate that there's an expectation but in friendship and in life and in family, people have got to allow one another to almost just be what they need to be. So taking it away from that, and I agree with you, Danny, what you're saying, In a personal, from a personal perspective, I'm kind of very comfortable that I wouldn't change the message that I sent, maybe tweak the language, mm. yeah, um, so that there was – I'd wrapped and uh, wrapped around that some of the things that maybe are more me, as opposed to just trying to empathise and 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 have a bit of a moan. The biggest bulb moment for me though was, do you have that same forgiveness as a leader? And I don't know whether we do. You can you talk you talk about high performance elite elite athletes? They have their off days. They you know, have a day where they don't play so well on the football field or the, or, or the tennis court or whatever it may well be. They'll have their off days like you can from a operational and a technical perspective. You may not be at 100 percent, but as leaders and managers, and this is the question, is do we get that luxury? Because is there such thing as an off day? Is there time and allowance for how we feel? Or do we need to find mechanisms? Maybe like I did there, maybe that friendship group that I have is my mechanism because I wouldn't have maybe said that. But now I'm thinking back, have I maybe, has that translated into some of my changing tone and some of my language around the new lockdown? And in turn, is that influencing other people's thinking? So I think that's the, that was my biggest light bulb is that we've all got to have outlets and you should, you know, you'll know who those people are in your life. Whether that's your partner, your, your your sibling, or or a friend, whatever it is. But in, as leaders, where do we draw the line, Danny? And I know that's a huge question. But is there a you know can can we have an off day, you know? Well,
1: you've got to accept that you can and you will i mean we're not infallible we're human beings yeah. you know and and there's there's far too much in you know most people's lives the complexity of most people's lives inside and outside of work that that can have an impact on that and and you know i i do firmly believe that yes there's a there's a responsibility of thinking a mindset that a leader has to take in order to position themselves in the right way but you know, it's it's still being human-like to recognise that it can't be, can't be absolutely bob on every day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, back in it, you know, or maybe we'll do a bit of a review of this one day. But if you ever look at Dave Brailsford, the former uh, Team GB cycling leader, you know, if every he always talks about that, it's okay to have an off day. Yeah. It's okay to have a day where you're just not on it. Yeah. But the point is, and I think this is the bit: is one is, and I always stem back to dialogue and, and discussion i think that the art of being a great leader is to have really good quality conversations with those that you lead and and keep those conversations fruitful so i'd be first of all making sure i've had this conversation with my team and those around me say look you know what you know we all have up and down days but yeah. it's what we do with that that matters yeah and brailsford always says he he talks about he says you agree in advance how everybody's going to respond when you're having that off day i like that okay so you kind of go look you know when i'm when i'm having one of them days i don't want to talk to anybody you know i don't i I do not want to even have any human interaction at all so okay so as a team we recognize that you know when you come in i'm having one of them days (laughs) that everybody goes okay we know to back off um you know or you know so other people um I don't know might want just want somebody to put their arm around and say come on it'll be all right or whatever it may be but but the the point is here is that if you get dialogue going and you talk about this stuff people recognize that it's okay to to be human and I I respect I have the utmost of respect for anybody that is in tune with their behaviors and with the impact of their behaviors much greater respect than I do for somebody that has perhaps better behavior but doesn't realize they're doing it. Um, so I've always thought that, you know, it's, you know, poor behavior, whilst I don't think is acceptable, we're not talking about poor behavior. You're not throwing chairs around the office or shouting and swearing at somebody. We're, we're talking about, here somebody just being unsettled and kind of yeah. I'm just in a bad mood. And I'm just a bit groggy and I'm going to moan about everything. It's okay to do that. But I think, it's important as a leader to, to tackle these things really head on and, and have that dialogue. Because then also, of course, your team members also recognize that it's okay for them to have these odd days. But there is also a line, and I have to say this whenever I talk about this, and if I was in a training room right now, I'd definitely be on my high horse now. I'd be on my soapbox. And that is saying, this doesn't permit and allow for this behavior to extend every day. right this we're talking about here we're talking about this is one off this is once in a blue moon you know once every six months a couple of times a year type stuff if you or if any members of your team demonstrate these behaviors four out of five days a week there's a much bigger challenge and a much bigger issue and I'm not endorsing or condoning this type of approach towards dealing with those things we'll touch on that on another day for those that are interested but this is about sort of out of sorts behaviour, what you described actually Luke in your example at the beginning which is ordinarily throughout the whole of the coronavirus pandemic you've had a fairly optimistic upbeat attitude of hey look I'm fit and I'm healthy as are my family and friends you know look to the optimistic side of things and on this one day, one day out of nearly a year you weren't quite where you normally were with it and this is the example that we're talking about today.
0: Yeah, I, I, and Danny, I appreciate everything you've said there. I think it, it's really sound advice. I do. And there's a couple of things that I just want to focus in on. What I love about what you've said is also there's, the, the word authenticity is branded around mm. a lot, but if you set the, that those kind of um, rules of engagement right at the beginning with your teams, what it allows you to also do is not try and be something you're not in those moments that you can't be that because we are not infallible. We are all human. And I, I really think that's a great way of tackling that so that all of a sudden it's, but you are also seen as human, uh, but you've managed it right from the beginning. And I think that's a principle that should be applied to many, many different things. So I love it. I think in, in terms of moaning, and I know you may have just used it as a word, I do think there's a line, and I think that is a line for leaders and managers. I will yeah. moan you because you're within my peer group, and it's not about hierarchy, but I do believe we have a responsibility to whatever we do, even if we're irritated, angry, frustrated, yep. there's a balance and there's a fine line between moaning and being those things. And I yeah. think moaning is out and outright uh you know unproductive. However, if you're going to do it, who are the people around you that you know and can trust to just know that that's kind of you having a rant? Sometimes I'll say it to you, actually talking about your principal there, Danny, let me just tell you this conversation is probably just going to be me having a bit of a rant. Mm. I can can do that with you because uh, we've worked together for long enough. You know that that's just a moment. I think the impact of moaning is it, it can be a bit of a well,
1: the good thing, yeah, yeah, and, yeah
0: and, bit a, a bit in, of a disease in an organisation moaning. In my it. particular
1: personality, is I'm I'm unaffected by somebody else's challenges. So I, you know, just happen to be quite fortunate as a human being that somebody else is, you know complaints groans whatever it may be kind of in in the nicest sense going one ear and out the other and i don't mean that like i don't care but as in it doesn't have a detrimental impact on me but other people oh yeah i mean they can get consumed by that that can ruin their day because they they just absorb it and it then drowns out their
0: their world so you're right it's knowing the audience isn't it in that instance exactly i know that actually when i do that you're not going to listen which is great yeah, because it yeah. works for me, and you'll just switch off and probably just carry on with whatever you're doing whilst whilst I I, I waffle on or rant on. <laughs> but no, I totally agree. So of those three things that I wanted to come back to, number one. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just be honest right from the beginning. Yeah. That's a great principle to have. Sit down. This is us. We're all human. You know, at the moment, we're all like caged animals. We're not, we're, yeah. we're not as humans meant to be caged the way we are. It's tough times, but in normal times, be human, be you, do it well, do it together and we will come through. Brilliant principle. Moaning that fine line or find the right people. But the final one is also. And I do, I'd I'd like to think you would agree with me here. Never, ever be fearful of doubling back. Some people will see that as, as weakness or whatever you want to badge with it that goes, guys, yesterday I did this. And it may seem small and insignificant. And more often than not, I've done that. And people will go, don't know what you're talking about. But actually just putting your hand up and saying, I did this. I don't feel like it was consistent. I remember one of our podcasts, someone gave me some feedback. that said, don't apologize for getting on your soapbox. They listened to it. It was the one where you, you took them, took the mick out of me for, for getting on my soapbox. And at the end I said, sorry, if I got on my soapbox, I'm really passionate about this. And someone said, you shouldn't apologize for that. But actually, no, that's me. That's me just saying, do you know what I did? And some people may have, may have seen that as, all right, mate, like, you know, it's a bit too much it's a bit opinionated it's a bit forthright for you to say all of these big statements I just an acknowledgement that you may have had a moment you may have wavered you are not infallible doubling back and being consciously aware I think that's really key to demonstrating your your self-awareness and your emotional awareness that we we are there's that saying isn't there that the small things make the big difference in life those little things where you turn around and go i may have done this may have caused offense i may have come across a little bit moany yesterday apologies even if people go don't even know what you're talking about they will
1: it's one of those things it's you're absolutely right with that, that that on reflection type stuff and i think it's the one thing where i think in society, if if people did this more, I think just generally speaking, the world would just be a, a more comfortable, smoother place. I think you know, if politicians did it, imagine a politician saying, you know, on reflection, I made a really bad decision yesterday, um, you know, thinking about it now. But they never do. They never kind of tackle it head on. Somebody will say, do you think you made the right decision? They'll go, well, and then they'll answer the question in a completely different way instead of saying, yeah, I made a bad decision yesterday and I shouldn't, you know, I've now thought about it. And if I'd done it again, I'd do it differently. And I think that's the same often in in, in the world of work and, and in leadership circles. You know, senior leaders often, you know, failing to kind of go, do you know what? We cocked up. Yeah. We made a mistake. And I think that kind of going back over is the reflecting conversation is such a humble leadership principle. Um, and in fact, actually, I think that my, my summary then from this this kind of this podcast today is two things. One is... You yeah, know, be in tune with how you behave, whether that's speaking, language, behavior, actions, body language, whatever it may be, be in tune with it. Reflect frequently and think back, you know, why, what did I do then? And how did I respond or react? But then my second point is, you know, tackle it. Don't brush things under the carpet. Be, be bold and brave enough to go into a conversation. The next time that person, they, hey, can I just rewind the clocks to that and say, you know, I've learned quite a bit from that and, and, and I found it informative. I found it useful or actually you won't see me do that again because I've decided that wasn't my best, best moment, my defining moment. And I think that level of humility mm. will always serve you well as a leader. And I think now more than ever, right now more than ever. Our communication, our behaviours, the words that we use are under such great scrutiny because people are looking for things from others to give them hope or stability or any of those things that we've talked about before. And and we are all all in a position to, to take some ownership of that and perhaps inform or guide that in a way that
0: suits both ourselves and also benefits those around us. Brilliant. You always end things and summarize things uh, so articulately, Danny, and poetically. Um, I think it's not 20 years of a training room that's probably caused me to do that. 20 years of waffle. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I, as always, it sounds like we always agree with one another. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, no, I think my biggest lesson today is maybe ask a question what are your expectations you know we talk about setting the rules and this is what I need from yeah. you that, that's that's quite a common practice what though. do you need from me what do you need from me but actually this is a different question you know after spending some time with someone what what is it about me that you absolutely expect we always talk in leadership management nice. set the rules of engagement yeah. right and from the beginning if you've got a new starter this is the type of leader I am but I also want to understand the type of leader that you need me to be but six months on 12 months on. 10 years on, you and yeah. me, Danny. I've never asked the question. Danny, what What are the things that you absolutely expect of me? Because if I knew those two, three things that you 100% expect, I can try my best, even though I'm not infallible, to live up to those expectations. You've got a fighting chance, haven't you? <laughs> that you've built up. And going back to your story, the gentleman that, that was your boss... Mm. He he said, you built up those expectations. Well, actually, that's fine because I built up those expectations based on the behaviors that I've seen. Maybe it's time for us all to ask, not just set the rules of engagement for new starters or a new team or anything like that. When you've been there a while, six months, 12 months in, why not ask that question? Based on working with me for the last 12 months, what would you say are the things that you absolutely expect from me as a leader and as an individual and as a person? that's my lesson and thank you for that Danny because uh you yeah, know I, I i certainly think it's given me some food for thought and an action to take away nice. for, throughout the team at PTI so thank you as always uh, thank you, uh, thank you to everyone listening from yes. me for now goodbye we'll speak to you or speak at you so to speak next week
1: <laughs> indeed i'll look forward to that too bye for now take care